Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Jeff Hunt back here with the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're talking about the Western Conservative Summit, which just happened about a week ago, talking about all the fantastic events that took place over two full days. You know, we had this presidential straw poll that went global. And just want to pull up these statistics here real quick so you get a chance to hear who won ours. So this was an approval poll where you could vote for all the candidates that you liked. And this gives us a good sense of sentiment of, of who of the type of candidate that people like. 2024 presidential election, vote for all the candidates you approve for president. Coming in, winner, 71%. Ron DeSantis, 67.68%. Donald J. Trump, so those two are at the very top. And then down at 28%, Ted Cruz, then Dr. Ben Carson, then Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's uh, running for governor, uh, came in at fifth place. And then Tim Scott, sixth, Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump Jr., Nikki Haley, Mike Pence at 10th place, and then Tulsi Gabbard, very close. So uh, that gives you a sense of who grassroots conservatives are looking for. As a reminder, we're not in the business of electing anybody or supporting any campaigns, but this just kind of gives you a sense who grassroots conservatives are supporting at this point. Uh, There was about 1,000 people that voted in that straw poll. Joining me on the call now to discuss one of the more popular workshops we had at this year's Western Conservative Summit. Really a fascinating topic, and it pulled in a lot of people. And so I wanted—I I, I didn't have a chance to be a part of it, but I saw just a really big, nice turnout at this workshop, and I wanted to better understand it. And I think, friends, for those of you listening, it gives you great insight into the type of conversations and leadership we have at Colorado Christian University. Joining us is professor from CCU, Michael Plato, who led the workshop— Whatever happened to common sense? Professor Plato, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Professor Plato, what was your what was the, the, the workshop about? Give us the details. This is a fascinating topic. It seemed like it piqued a lot of people's interest. Well, just to give you a little background, I'm actually um, a professor here of philosophy, um, as you say, and but I, one of my areas is actually what's called Scottish philosophy. I look at a lot of uh, the Sco- uh, philosophy that was developed in Scotland, especially in the 18th century. And Scotland developed a lot of ideas that were deeply influential on the founding of the United States, um, all the founding fathers. Um, in fact, many um, scholars of uh, philosophical history will note that the first 100 years of, Amer- of the American Republic were dominated by Scottish philosophy. And one of the key ideas that the, de- uh, the, the Scots developed is this idea that we call common sense. Um, you know, you kind of hear it all the time these days, oh, that's common sense or that's not common sense. And so I simply wanted to introduce people to like, what did common sense originally mean? Why was common sense important for the Republic in its early days? How did we lose it? And more importantly, how can we regain common sense for our lives today? Yeah, it feels like, I'll be honest, common sense is at an all-time low in this nation. And it seems like in part because we have two radically different worldviews. But uh, give us a definition. What is common sense and where is it today? 
In a very basic, so just very basically, common sense means immediately apprehended truths. This means truth that is available to all people. It doesn't require special knowledge. It doesn't require special education. It doesn't require even divine revelation. Um, it just is, it's knowledge that most people are basically aware of. And what the full, you know, the fact that, you know, does the world actually exist out there? Well, most people say it's common sense the world exists. Um, do other people have minds in their brains? You know, some people might debate that today, but most of us accept the idea that, you know, there are other minds. That's what we call a common sense view. And you can't prove it by science. You can't, like, give me an equation that will demonstrate the world exists. It's just something that we immediately apprehend in the world. And the early philosophers, people like a guy named Thomas Reed, tried to identify what was common sense knowledge and what wasn't. Now, why is this important? Okay, so this, uh, you know, this kind of knowledge is important. Well, it was impor important, first of all, because um, it's knowledge that's available to all people. And the founders, um, people such as Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, um, were looking for truths that were available to ordinary people, people that maybe didn't have areas of knowledge or uh, in-depth knowledge or expertise something that they could rely on. This is very different, by the way, from the way things happened during the French Revolution. The French revolutionaries believed that reason was the only way that you're going to get to truth. And reason required philosophers and scientists and experts. And you can't trust ordinary people to get to rational knowledge. Uh, whereas the founders said, no, no, there are these kinds of common truths. Now, it's not to say that there aren't other important truths out there, but common sense can certainly help us to deal with that. What we're facing today, the problem is we live in a world where rational systems, um, or what some people have called the cult of the expert, has started to take over in our culture. And so, and again, we, I don't want to in any way discount the, the knowledge that experts can give us, but the common sense philosophers say we actually, ordinary people have a way of somehow balancing and, and seeing whether the truths are, are actually valid or not. I mean, a, good, a perfect example of this I would actually uh, make, and I think I mentioned a little bit of it in my talk, was the recent COVID epidemic, which in many ways we're still kind of going through. And you saw that happen. All of a sudden we had all of these experts coming out telling us, you know, what to do and what not to do. And um, you know, and a lot of them hadn't really dealt with anything quite like this before. Um, and so how, how much should we rely on this? Now, we found a number of people in our society just simply say, trust the experts, just do what they tell. And then other people said, wait a minute, that just doesn't make sense, doesn't make common sense. Now, and, and so, and I'm saying, we need to be able to honor that. We need to be able to recognize when these intuitive truths can help guide us in the world. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who disagreed with the experts <laughs> had common sense, but I'm just simply saying um, we live in a world where so many rational systems, so many uh, truths that we, we can't even begin to comprehend are being foisted on us, certainly by the idea of experts and the like, uh, what some people call scientism, what the science tells us. Well, science can tell us a lot, and that's great and good, but can we actually identify these other immediate truths that can help us make sense of these? So I know it was a bit of a long answer, but that's really kind of in a nutshell what I'm trying to get at. This is the kind of thing that was very much 
valued in the early days of the American Republic. Um, but in our very ex age of expertise, it hasn't been. And I think ordinary people, if they're going to be able to guide themselves well um, through all of the different truth claims that we have in the world, we need to be able to have confidence in those immediately apprehended truths. We're talking with Michael Plato, assistant professor of intellectual history and Christian thought at Colorado Christian University, who led a very popular workshop during the Western Conservative Summit titled, What Happened to Common Sense? Now, Professor Plato, we got about a minute and 30 seconds here left on this segment. So how do we get back to embracing common sense? We go, uh, we look at the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, which seems to be a lot of what yep. you're talking about, this notion of self-evident. So we got about a minute and 30 seconds. How do we kind of get back to embracing or the importance of at least recognizing the importance of common sense? Well, first of all, that's exactly what Tom, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and the others were thinking when they said self-evident truths. Um, uh, that is uh, that there are actually truths out there that are common sense truths. How do we get back to them? Um, I think uh, one of the, the ways that we do it is partly by talking with each other a lot more, um, being a little more careful um, in what we're being uh, uh, in, in taking in what we're being told, um, trusting. I think I don't want to say necessarily trusting gut instincts per se, um, but really just sort of. Uh, giving, I don't know if the best way of putting it is simply to, to, to honor that, to recognize that there are multiple claims to truth in our society and that we need to be able uh, to think um, what does actually arise certainly in our society as a view of truth, um, recognizing what people generally and instinctually um, consider to be truth. Not again to say that that's the only way, but to pay, I think to pay a little more attention to that. Uh, I think that's basically the very, the, the very simple way, that there are truths that are made available to all people, um, and to be able to start to think about what those truths might actually be. That's uh, the, the way I would look at it at the moment. A, a well-spoken philosopher. I studied philosophy at Westmont College. I have a degree in philosophy from that, from that uh, universe or college. But uh, yeah. you, you speak very well as a professor of philosophy who likes robust thought. So maybe Twitter's not the best place for us to go for a quick 160-character uh, debates, and, right? And, and also you're getting it from a philosopher here. Be careful and cautious in what the philosophers tell you. That's you have right. a philosopher telling uh, you that philosophy can tell us a lot of things, but it can't tell us certain truths. And we need to be able to uh, think about what those truths that we can't learn from an expert. Michael Plato, Assistant Professor of Intellectual History and Christian Thought at Colorado Christian University. Friends, these are the types of folks that if you get a degree from Colorado Christian University, you go and spend time studying at CCU, this is the type of conversations you get to be a part of, the type of education you're going to experience. That's why I love Colorado Christian University so much. Professor Plato, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for being on the show, Jeff. Friends, when we get back, we're going to be uh, cutting to a few interviews we hosted at the Western Conservative Summit. Stacey Washington sat down with us. Really a fantastic next-generation conservative thought leader. You're going to want to tune in as we broadcast 
quote-unquote live from the Western Conservative Summit. This was recorded uh, last weekend, but stick around for these conversations. It gives you a sense of what the Western Conservative Summit was like. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Frontier Freedom Hour hosted by Colorado Christian University. God bless you all. This is Jeff Hunt.